0: Do you remember, Allison, those little when we were, we were younger, the pink Barbie cars? Oh, you yes. You could, you, could, you could get in them. They yep. were like the cars, like kids can drive. I didn't have, yeah. Yeah. You were about to say, I didn't have one. I didn't either. So I, re- I identify with myself that that's what I, the little girl, mm-hmm. Marsha, still lived inside of me.
1: Mm-hmm. I wow. was the
0: one that never got that car. I had a lot of nice, th- nice things for the holidays, a lot of them. Mm-hmm. But I always wanted that Barbie car. And I felt like it was Mm -hmm. always out of reach for my parents. So -hmm. when I was able to get, have my own money and earn money myself, it's like, I'm going to go back and get my Barbie car. That Barbie car was that BMW. I was still that Marsha at whatever age, six, seven, maybe that Mm -hmm. would have enjoyed that. That was it for me.
1: Hey, this is Allison, and welcome to the Inspire Budget Podcast where we talk all things budgeting, debt and saving money. Today we have Marsha Barnes joining us and she is a sought after certified financial social worker, financial educator and personal finance commentator. Marsha is the founder of The Finance Bar and since starting her own business, Her zest for financial wellness has allowed her to serve as a personal finance expert for social, educational, and beauty outlets, and she has been featured in publications such as Forbes, CNBC, and Essence. Today, we're going to be talking all about what exactly she does or did in the past as a financial therapist, but how it is about our emotions as well. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome, Marsha, to the Inspire Budget Podcast. I'm so happy you're here. Thank you for having me, Allison. How are you? I'm doing well. It's finally cooling off where I live and I'm loving, like feeling like I live maybe a little bit further North than I actually do. <laughs> but enough about that. I want to dive in because you are a certified financial therapist. That's correct, right?
0: Yes, that That is correct
1: and I love therapy. I'm a huge proponent of therapy. I've been going to therapy like a traditional therapist since I was 14 years old on and off. I still have a therapist that I see monthly. And I think it's just so important for people to have that. But I love the idea of going, of of learning more about what a financial therapist does and what that Mm -hmm. looks like and how you help people. Can you just share a little bit behind the scenes of what that looks like for you?
0: Yeah, so certainly. So financial therapy, Allison, in and of itself, integrates emotional, behavioral, and psychological aspects into the world of therapy. So how that works for finances is I personally realized, because I always like to share with people how I got into this space, is because traditionally, since being in financial education, and all of my career has been in finance, for the greater part, It's most people, Allison, and I'm not sure if you would agree with this or not. They know dollars and cents. Oh, yes. We typically know how to add and subtract. Mm -hmm. And we typically know how to earn money. Oftentimes, the challenge is we don't know how to combat our emotions when Mm -hmm. it's bumped against our money. So that is what financial therapy assists individuals and couples with. Mm -hmm.
1: That is so true. I mean, I think that like writing a budget and figuring this all out. A, I I think that maybe my 10 year old could do it. Maybe not. That might be a stretch, but at least like a teenager. It's just adding and subtracting. But you're absolutely right. Money is not, and I always say that money is emotional. Money is emotional. It's not. It's not the math that makes you impulse spin. it's the emotions behind it. So that I'm actually curious to know what are some common emotional struggles that you see when you do work with people? Like, what are some of the things that you see patterns in just from like different families, different people, no matter their background? This is something that they I've see people struggle with over and over again. What's something that you can share with us?
0: Oh, well, one that you just mentioned, Allison, is correct. It's family. Mm-hmm. Many of the things that we do are just adapted from what we were taught when we were younger. And we didn't even know that we were being taught it, um, Allison. Some, some things as simple as, who do you bank with? Oh, I bank with who, who my parents bank with for yep. years. Like, they introduced me to it. Oh, mm-hmm. well, what type of accounts do you have? Oh, well, my mom told me that I should always have a savings account. Oh, dad taught me about 401ks when my job offered it. I just did it. And we do those things, like, from mm-hmm. our first job, Allison. And then we don't even change it. Because sometimes mm-hmm. what we take our parents' advice is as the gospel. It's oh. like, that's what that's what works, so that's what we do. Mm-hmm. And while that's not a bad thing, and it may not cause challenges, what it does, though, Allison, is it says that, is that the best for Marsha, though? Is mm-hmm. that the best for Allison's life? Maybe not, depending on Marsha or Allison's lifestyle. So that one is very common. Another Mm -hmm. one that is very common, uh, let's say, Allison, in younger younger adults, let's say early 20s, early 30s, it's, what are my friends doing? Oh, yes. If if Allison is 25 and Marsha's 45 and Allison is trying to do things and you want to have the things that Marsha has at the age of 45, it's like, why, Allison, be a (laughs) 25-year-old? So that's another really common one is what Mm -hmm. our peers are doing. We're trying to mirror that for our life. And that's just not the most wise things to do. So those are the top two that I, that I really see. Mm -hmm.
1: Wow. And I love that. It's almost like you basically said you can't compare your, like where you are now, your beginning or your middle to someone else's end. And I, I do think that comparison comes down to a lot of it, but I guess I'm curious as a financial therapist what does that entail for you? Do you, cause you know, I mean, I, I go to therapy. I actually do therapy online because I moved away and my therapist and I started meeting online, like way before COVID hit. And so when COVID hit, I was like, Oh, this is great. We already know how to do this. But mm-hmm. for me, you know, I'm able to sit with her and I'm able to talk with her, but I'm guessing that looks a lot different for a financial therapist. Do you actually like have people open up their bank accounts and go through their money. What does that like process look like for you? And if someone's listening and says, hey, maybe that's something I need, what should they expect?
0: Yeah, so both, Allison. Yes, okay. I have individuals to open up, you know, their bank accounts. So we, we review that information, but that's kind of like step two in the process. Oh, okay. The, the first step is getting beyond like, what are some things that Allison, you know, like off rip that you don't want to give up? Mm. What are some things that you don't do that? I
1: know I don't want to give up my housekeeper. Like, I know I am so privileged to have these two wonderful women come in every other week and clean my Mm -hmm. house. And now that Mm -hmm. I've had that, I'm like, I will not give that up. Like it is a life. It is so wonderful for our family. So I
0: know I will not give that up. Right. Yeah. And for me, it's like massages. It's like a massage. Mm -hmm. That's, that's one for me. So that, so money, integrating money into the process is really step two. First step is what do you not want to give up, Mm -hmm. Allison? What understanding, what do you think that you already do well with money? Mm -hmm. You know, and then what are some things that you feel like keep you up at night that you feel like I've I've been trying to get it, but Mm -hmm. I just can't nail this thing. What what is that? Because then that's getting to the the emotions of it. Mm -hmm. You know, but then what also, like what just keeps irking you? Is it your job? Is it the money that you make? what makes you sad? Like if we're being honest, what makes you really sad about money? Do you Mm -hmm. feel you're just not there yet? Again, you're in your forties. It just hasn't happened for you yet. What are those things? So once we have that Mm -hmm. intact, then it's like, okay, well now let's look at your money to see what can happen for you and the next steps that you, that you want to make. Many of us just want to feel validated when it comes to our money, Allison. Mm. It's like, we go to work, we work very hard. I don't feel validated because every time I get paid, all I'm doing is paying bills. Yes. So there's no validation for Marcia. It's validation wow. for the individuals I'm paying, but what about Marsha? So that, all of that is just emotional. So those are really the two core parts of financial therapy. One is emotions, our behaviors, how we react to money, understanding what we value about money. And then part two is really integrating like our actual finances, the dollars and cents.
1: That's so true. And I feel like a lot of people skip past the
0: first step. 100% like. they do. And oftentimes that's why we see repeated behaviors mm-hmm. because we yeah. skip that part You d- because we don't, we don't hear about it in, in finances a lot. It's kind of like, oh, therapy and then money. And when yeah. we hear about money is either, oh, well, I'm either struggling to get out of something or I'm wealthy and I'm doing this. Mm-hmm.
1: So, how did you find yourself in this position where you became a financial therapist? Like, what was the road that you took? Because I'm guessing you didn't just start your first job and say, "This is exactly what I'm going to do." I'm guessing this. Well, there's there's a story behind this. I want to hear the story.
0: There's a story behind it. So, I was in banking, Allison, mm-hmm. for over 15 years. Okay. My last my last job before becoming a full time entrepreneur was I worked in learning and development, and okay. in learning and development, mm-hmm. we that were sounds fun. It was, it it was in the banking industry, in the banking industry. And here's the thing, Allison. being in learning and development at a job was my dream job.
1: Yeah. That sounds like something I I I would love because I I was a teacher before. Like, that sounds like so fun to me. What did you do? Like, what did you do in that
0: position? So learning and development, Allison. we were responsible for creating, creating procedures um, and the material to train individuals on foreclosure mm. and bankruptcy processes. Oh. So, yes. So for teaching. me teaching and mm. creating content. Yeah. So for me, so for me that was emotional because at the time my mom had been laid off from her job that she mm. had been at forever. My best friend had been laid off from her banking job. Wow. But I also in creating material I understood that those that were training at the bank We were essentially creating a process for individuals that were going through some of the toughest times of their life, foreclosures and bankruptcy. Loved the job though, but that was emotional. So Mm. I began to think about and learn that like one hiccup in an individual's life could take their home. Mm. Like one moment, one divorce, one one death, it could uproot them from like their mortgages and their home. Mm. So that became very important to me and I loved it. When I decided to start and launch the finance bar, the first certification that I got was in financial education. Oh, well, great. That helps you with financial literacy. Right. The second one was in financial social work, because again, those, those emotions, I knew that I wanted to connect Mm -hmm. with individuals on a deeper level, because that's what I was hearing, Alice. And It wasn't like, I don't, I don't know how to add and subtract. It's like, I don't know why (laughs) I keep repeating this behavior. And then it was financial therapy from Mm -hmm. Kansas State University. So that's the trajectory of how I actually landed in this space Was understanding that if you want to really assist people, individuals and couples on a deeper level, you have Mm -hmm. to be, you have to want to connect with them on a deeper level beyond Mm -hmm. just teaching them how to budget and to get out of debt and to do these things, which are all great, but how do we, how do we do it and not keep those going through those repeated cycles. And Mm -hmm. it's just like therapy. It's kind of like a lifelong commitment to learning. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So then did once you had these certifications and this knowledge, did you actually start working with people one-on-one? Like what did that process look like for you versus
0: where you are now? Yeah. So, well, in the very beginning, I was already working with individuals Mm -hmm. before I had that certification. Yeah, I was working with individuals and couples. This just helped me to understand what they were challenged with mm-hmm. from a deeper perspective, from from a place of well, why can't they figure this out? You know, right. and then dropping people off, why can't they budget? It's simple, just do it. It's not that. It's simple, not Allison. that simple, and that, and you not know what? That
1: simple. I and I and personally, like I'm a very big advocate for everything that you do, and I become so frustrated yeah. when I see people that basically say that because they have no empathy, right? There's no, there's no grace, there's no empathy. That it's not that simple, and it it might be that simple if you're born in the right family and you have all the privileges handed to you, and yeah, it it is, it can be that simple. Simple for some people, but that's what like how much of the population? That's such a small, small, small percent of the population, and I don't know. That's not who I want to talk to. That's not who I yeah, want to be that, teaching to.
0: That's a very small percentage, Allison. Because mm-hmm. if it was, if it were that easy, then most people could just do it. Mm-hmm. Most people could do it. You, you yeah. see what I'm saying? So when they can't, when they when they can't do it, there's a reason. There's a reason. If Allison makes a certain salary. And she can't figure out how to budget or every Mm -hmm. time she gets paid, her money is blown. There's a reason why you're doing that. And it's typically not because Allison chooses to do it. Mm -hmm. There's something else connecting you to that. It's either Allison is is not feeling fulfilled. Mm -hmm. and there's and there are things that she gets that makes her fulfilled I'll tell you me personally this is the story I share all the time with individuals because it's a personal share when I when I got my highest position at the bank Allison it was like manager level Mm -hmm. so I felt and at the time I had a Honda I had a Honda one son and a husband okay when I got that job though Allison I felt like I had struck gold you know what I wanted I said I'm gonna if I get this job, what I want to get for myself is a BMW. It Ooh. was my dream. It was my dream car. And you know what? I got it. And you know what my mom told me? She said, baby, listen, you make you make more money now, but I don't think that you make BMW money yet. <gasps> and, at, and at the moment, I, I was like, now my mom is just hating on me. Ah. <laughs> but you know what? As I got older, she was so right. I mm-hmm. wanted that car for validation. I was seeking something that money couldn't give mm-hmm. me. Like I had landed the job. Okay, yeah. So what am I even at the bank anymore? Yeah. You know, so it, it just lets you know how seasons change mm-hmm. in your life. And now I'm the March that I don't care what I drive as long as it gets me from to the fro. And that's another message for those that will listen and watch this that I want you to know that one, where you are right now, that's mm-hmm. one season of your life. Where you may be in three to five years will be another season in your life. The beauty in that is that we get to discover how we change Mm -hmm. emotionally and financially. And that's what I love about financial therapy, because you can look back at yourself and say, that used to be me. Or you can look at other individuals. I may Mm -hmm. look at Allison without judgment. Right. With empathy empathy, with, no judgment. With empathy. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Your story, like it just brought, brought me back. I feel like your story is so relatable because we all have that thing, right? That status yeah. symbol. But I remember yeah. the first car I ever bought, I was pregnant. I was driving a car that was a junk title. So I had yeah. this two door Chevy Cavalier so mm-hmm. it, I like with a junk title. It's like I cannot be driving around a baby in this. Like this is just not right. <laughs> not responsible. Like I, I, I should probably make a better choice. And I remember I drove, and this was, and you know what, my, <laughs> I'm, I'm a little embarrassed to share this. My goal was, I want electric windows and a Ooh, CD yeah. player. I was like, yeah, 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 and, and I was twenty. 24 years old at the time. I was like, if I just want a car that has electric windows, cause I had never had that before. And a CD player, cause I had never had that before. Like That was like <laughs> my dream. And I test drove <laughs> this amazing car that blew me away. I mean, it had leather, it had a sunroof, it had electric windows and a CD player. It was the best Toyota camera you've ever seen. And I, I know I'm like, oh my gosh, I drove this car and I remember test driving this car. And I remember just being so happy and so filled with joy. And I remember thinking nothing can ever bring me down from this. Like I'm so happy. And then months later, I'm like, whoa, like that's a scary moment. It was a scary moment for me to think that this thing, this material item, could bring me so much joy it's kind of I don't know it's a little off-putting because that material item eventually had carried two kids and all the leather seats got scratched and you know it became a mess and there got all these like scratches down the side of the car from the kids with their bikes and everything and yeah that material possession should not be the source of my joy but what is it but like what's the internal message I was telling myself you know, when I was 24 years old, that that would bring me joy. And it's so crazy to look back now and say like, okay, I'm like you, I don't, my car is, it's nice. I like it. It's not something fancy. I drive a Kia, but it's yeah. not the source of my joy.
0: Not the source. Do you remember Allison, those little, when we were, we were younger, the pink Barbie cars,
1: oh, you can, yes. you
0: can, you can get in them. They yep. were like the cars, like kids can drive. I didn't have. Yeah. Yeah you were about to say, I didn't have one. I didn't either. So I re I identify with myself that that's what I, the little girl, Mm -hmm. Marsha still lived inside of me. Mm
1: -hmm. I was the
0: one that never got that car. i had a lot of nice things, nice things for the holidays, a lot of them, Mm -hmm. but I always wanted that Barbie car. And I felt like it was Mm -hmm. always out of reach for my parents. So when I was able to get, have my own money and earn money myself, it's like, I'm going to go back and get my Barbie wow. car. That Barbie car was that BMW. Wow. I was still that Marcia at whatever age, six, seven, maybe mm-hmm. that would, would have enjoyed that. That was it for me. Mm-hmm. That none of the kids said, Marsha, look at you and your Barbie car. Like that's so cute. All the kids want to play with you. So now all the mm-hmm. girls want to ride with you and your BMW. Yeah. At wow. my big, at my big age, working at the bank, I still had that feeling mm-hmm. and I didn't understand it. What I told my professional self was, oh, you just make more money. Of course. Get yeah. something to celebrate yourself. You deserve I didn't, it. I didn't deal, I didn't deal with the little mm-hmm. Marsha. Wow. So that, and that's for me, that's so helpful with working with clients. Mm-hmm. It's like helping them dig dig deep into that.
1: today's episode is brought to you by my free budget class. This budget class is all about how to write a budget for your best life without giving up your weekly latte runs. In this class I'm going to be covering these three massive mistakes that everybody makes with their budget and why they are costing you money and I'm sharing with you these mistakes so that way you can stop making them. I'll also be sharing with you the secret to finding more money in your budget each month so that way you can do whatever you want with it and I'll be sharing my four-step framework to budget for your best life without giving up what you love. This class is hands down incredible, and it has so much value. You can sign up for it at inspirebudget.com slash free class, or just click the link in my show notes. I'll see you there. How do you recommend, like, what are your tips for people that are like, okay, I know that I have these, like some of these roadblocks with money, or I know I have some things I need to work with, but you mm-hmm. know, maybe I don't know a financial therapist or maybe I do want to like work on it at home. What are some tips that you can give people that they can maybe like do after this episode?
0: Oh, number one tip, Allison, would be to simplify Ooh, and you wow, know why that's, that's so important? Why? This is why it's so important. You can just take a trash bag and just start walking around your home. I still do it to this day. And it's kind of like, oh, this, throw this away, Allison. Oh, this too, don't need it. Throw this away, I don't love it, I don't like it. And just start getting rid of things. Because when we get rid of things and we simplify and we don't have to relate it to minimalism, it's mm-hmm. just getting rid of the things that you're, you're not even using it. Like you picked it up from the, the office supply store just because it was cute and you had money yep. to buy it like get rid of it. And then mm-hmm. when you get rid of things you're able to now see your home or your apartment in a different light to say mm-hmm. everything that now exists in here are things I really love. Mm-hmm. I love to have. That's that's anyone could do that. Trash bag and just start dumping. Okay. You're not going to get a, get rid of something that you really need because you're like, "Oh no, I need my eyeglasses so I can see." Right, so you're not right. going to get rid of that. That's step one. Number two, Allison, I would say for individuals that have credit cards, and you may have many credit cards, I would also say there's an importance of even simplifying your credit cards. Mm-hmm. Consider the ones that bring you the most value. Consider the ones that give you cash back rewards. Consider what you are really using and the ones that are just in your purse or your wallet collecting dust. For example, the Wells Fargo Active Cash Card, it gives you 2% cash back rewards on every single purchase. is very simple. There is no blackout periods. There's like, oh, from October to December around the holidays. Oh, you don't get points. Oh, from January through March, you don't get points. You get points, 2% cash rewards every time that you get mm-hmm. those. Number three, identify what is valuable to you, Allison. Mm-hmm. Like you said, oh, I, my car is not fancy or it's fancy to you. It's a Kia. If Allison yeah. begins to make more money, I don't need a BMW. Allison is okay with her Kia. Yeah, I want to have my family.
1: housekeepers come every week, not just every your other housekeeper. week. That, w- right. that would be like, I That's love your thing. them.
0: Yes, that that is your thing. So identify to your point what your thing mm-hmm. is and then begin to like move towards things like, OK, yeah. how can I actually master creating a budget that I can, can stick to? One, mm-hmm. simplify, start getting rid of things. Number two, identify what's in your wallet. Mm-hmm. Do you have cash sitting in your wallet? Is it credit cards? If you have too many credit cards, you're like, I'm going to get myself in trouble. I have too much going mm-hmm. on. Simplify Wells Fargo, 2% cash back. Wells Fargo active cash card gives you that. No blackout periods. Number three, what are the things that I truly value? Ask yourself, what don't I want to give up? Mm. Yep. And once you have that, then move towards like budgeting. Oh, I need to budget. I need to try to master this. And if there mm-hmm. is a money goal, sometimes our money goal, Allison, is just, let me just budget effectively, not pay off a debt, not invest, mm-hmm. not any of that. Let me figure out how to maximize and create a budget that I can stick to. Yep. And then grow beyond that. Remember, everyone, when it comes to yeah. finances, it's just like school, daycare, elementary school, junior high, mm-hmm. high school, college. It's okay to embrace the seasons of finances. We don't have to go from like, oh, fresh to a budget, fresh to like buying all the mm-hmm. stocks and real estate. Let's you take know, our time.
1: This makes me think of an analogy. I think of my youngest son, James, who recently, finally, it feels like finally he learned how to ride a bike without training wheels, but it's like, I'm not, he, he, and he's so happy right now on his little two wheel bike, you know, little mountain bike with his hand brakes and speed you know, whatever you can turn the thing for the speed to change your, what are those things called? I don't know. Regardless, he's so happy, but it's, he went from training wheels to that bike. He's not anywhere thinking about driving a car, right? It's like, what mode of transportation is he in? He's enjoying the process and mastering that mode of transportation. We're not trying to get him from training wheels to behind the wheel of a, you know, a car. It's that, Just the slow progression. And I think that we have to remember, just like you said, it's okay to take that slow progression as you're learning. So that way you can master something and become an expert in it when it pertains to you and the way it will work for you and then move on to the next stage.
0: That is correct. And I always remember my mom's sound advice that she gave me with my car. Her ending message was, you care about what people think that you drive. No one cares. Mm, so wow. when we're trying to keep up in fast mm. pace and we feel like we're doing it for others to see it. No one cares, Allison. There's like how many people in this world? I, I would have never known you even drove a Kia unless you told me. You could have said, point out oh. your door and said, I have a bitly out there. How would I have known?
1: You, <laughs> exactly. I would have told you that because I would have been like, just kidding. I can't like Right, to
0: <laughs> Right. But we just have to remember that, that we yeah. have to, our care and what we value mm-hmm. is the most important thing and taking our time, as you mentioned, go through mm-hmm. the seasons, go through the training, because that's the fun part. And you look back on and was like, why was I rushing anyway? Yeah. Wow. Calm that it. anxiety, calm that anxiety. Yeah, I yeah. love it.
1: Wow. What a wonderful message, Marsha. Tell us where can any listeners learn more about you and connect with you?
0: Sure. So the finance bar everywhere. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. That's where we hang out the most. That's And thefinancebar.com, the website, mm-hmm. of course.
1: Well, at the end of every interview, I like to get to know my guests a little bit more. I'm going to ask you three questions. Don't think too hard about them. The first okay. one is, what is
0: one thing you are looking forward to right now in your life? Not not getting on my adult son's nerve. That's something I'm working ah! through right now emotionally. <laughs> how how old is your adult son? I'm embarrassed, Allison, to say that I still hold on. He's 26.
1: Okay, well, and he do doesn't ha- even live with us. Oh, see, how, how many kids do you have? One. One one He's son. It. Yeah. Just so I son. have two sons, and I'm like, are they going to leave me? Are they going? <laughs> That's probably something I need to think about. Like, are they going to come back? <laughs> I see, like. Yeah.
0: Think I see about
1: the way it. I, I see the way I like have a relationship with my mom and the way my brother has a relationship with my mom. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I want what right? I have when my kids are older. I need that. <laughs> so, oh, that's hard. That's hard. So oh, it is hard. Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. Okay. The second question is what's one money mistake you've made that you would tell everybody to avoid?
0: Uh, Try to earn more early on Allison early mm-hmm. in my career, I felt that I had the tools, the talent the credentials and I was just happy just to be in the room mm-hmm. And wow. while that was great to start out there it was really important now that I look back to say that I needed to be able to take care of myself, look out for my family and mm-hmm. all of these thi- all of these things without suffering through it yeah or feeling wow. like I have to get a second job. that's really important that for is... anyone listening yeah. yeah not not this charge my worth. You know, mm. Rick, not that you're because you're because you're worth everything. No
1: you're worth money everything. can
0: pay your worth. No money can pay that. But it's when it's mm. when it's your time. It's OK to embrace whatever that next level is for mm-hmm. you. That's I very important. It. Yeah, I love it.
1: And then mm-hmm. the last question is not a question at all. Just finish this okay. sentence. My okay. favorite thing I've ever spent money on is.
0: The bus at the finance bar, the, the bus. actual bus that we the, the actual bus that we purchased to go around and travel to teach individuals about oh, the importance of financial education. I love it. My I greatest it. purchase. It changed my life.
1: Wow. Oh my gosh. It changed my Do life. you have like information on that where or like pictures or anything I can drop? Oh, sure. Emails? It's on the
0: website. Yeah, it's okay. on the website. You can get pictures from the website, thefinancebar.com.
1: Cool. Well, we will link yeah. to that and your social media down below. Thank you so much, Marsha, for
0: Alice joining us. Thank I, you.
1: I have a feeling that people feel really seen right now and really yeah. heard. And, um, you know, that's not always what you get whenever you go no, into not. a financial podcast. So I'm so happy yeah. you joined us.
0: Sure. Thank you for having me.
1: Thanks. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Marsha and I think it came at a really good time. This episode is airing in November and we're about to get swept up in the chaos of the holidays and the end of the year. And it can be so easy to lose focus on what we really want and instead start seeing what others have in this time of the year. But I want you to just take this as a little bit of a reminder to think through what is meaningful to you What do you value the most? And what is it that you don't actually need in your life at all? This is a wonderful way to help you stay grounded and focused on your goals. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you would leave a rating and review on Apple or Spotify. It's a wonderful way for you to support my show without spending a dime. I'll see you next week for a brand new episode. Bye.